changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I'm going to continue sharing stories with you from our newest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Your 10 Keys to Happiness. This is a collection of stories that illustrate what I believe are the 10 keys to happiness based on my reading of tens of thousands of personal revealing stories from our writers. I've already talked about the power of gratitude and the power of forgiveness to change your life. And today I want to talk about another key to happiness, and that is the freedom of having less stuff. Pam Free describes that freedom, which she attained after going on a whirlwind ride up and down the road to riches. Pam was working at a dead-end job that she was thinking of leaving when she got a job offer that she couldn't pass up. She would be the office manager for a struggling company that had been operating at a loss for over a year, and her job would be to organize the office, hire and fire as needed, and help turn a losing operation into a profitable one. It was going to be a tough job, so the owner offered her a great salary and benefits. Pam hired some friends and even her husband to help out, and the company began to prosper. Pam and her husband were making good money. They moved from their small apartment to a large, beautiful house they filled with expensive furniture that they purchased on the installment plan. Pam says, by all appearances, we were living the American dream. But then the recession hit, and Pam and her husband were laid off along with half a dozen other employees. She says, The aftermath was devastating. We got new jobs, but in a different profession and only making minimum wage. We were forced to move out of our house into a tiny apartment. The furniture and one of our cars were repossessed. So Pam and her husband were now worse off than when they started. Pam says, Even worse than the loss of our possessions was the loss of self-esteem. Somewhere along the way, I had equated my identity with my job, i.e., since I had such an important job, then that made me important. And somewhere along the way, I measured personal success by how many big and expensive things I owned. The more possessions, the more successful I was. Without that important job and without all those possessions, I thought of myself as unimportant and unsuccessful. Now. This is a chicken soup for the soul story, so there has to be a silver lining, right? And here it comes. Pam writes, The sudden loss of our jobs was heartbreaking, but as with most misfortunes, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. It forced us to come to a complete stop and analyze what we really wanted out of life and what we needed to do to get there. She and her husband realized they had worked nonstop to keep that company going. They had given up seeing friends and family. They had missed family events. They had missed time with each other. Their lives changed dramatically after they lost everything. Now they have a modest home that is fully paid for. They don't have a lot of possessions, so they don't have to care for a lot of possessions. They don't buy on credit anymore. Pam says that now they are truly living the American dream. They have just what they need. 
John Buentello shares another story about how liberated he felt after he got rid of stuff. He tells us that he and his wife, Annie, had lived in a large three-bedroom house for more than 10 years. They were renting all that time, and when the owner died, his heirs wanted to sell the house. John and Annie didn't want to buy it, so they started looking for a new place. After more than a decade of mowing the lawn, trimming the hedges, pruning the trees, and doing all the other yard work that comes with living in a house, they didn't want to move into another one. So they decided to rent an apartment instead. Their kids were grown up, and they didn't need that much room anyway. But they had so much stuff. Every room in their house was stuffed with things, and the garage was stacked high with boxes, too. There was so much stuff, they didn't even know what it all was. John and Annie decided that they would put all the extra stuff into storage for a while, so that if they decided to move back into a house one day, they would have it. That was the plan. They found a wonderful one-bedroom apartment they really liked, and what wouldn't fit there would be packed up and put into storage. But that's when John changed his mind. He said they should just take all the stuff that was slated to go into storage and either sell it or give it away. So they hired a person who liquidated estates, and they let her take care of selling or donating three-quarters of the stuff they had once thought they couldn't live without. John says, Walking away from all the stuff we had acquired during our life together was hard, but it was also liberating. He says that he and Annie have a different kind of life now that they are free of all that stuff. He says they are living a life where what they have isn't as important as who they have in their lives. We all have this impulse to hold on to things just in case someone wants them someday. But where is that someone supposed to come from? When I think of all the stuff that we threw away from my parents' house and then our own house when we moved, it's just heartbreaking because all those things would have been worth something to someone years or decades ago. But by the time I was cleaning them out, they were worthless, well past the time when someone would have wanted them. So how do you motivate yourself to get rid of your stuff? I remember a great story about this in Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Joy of Less. It was by Jeannie Jacobson, who talked about how all that stuff we're holding onto could be someone else's blessing right now. The fact that you might be holding onto something in your closet or basement or garage that you will never use again, and that could be a benefit to someone else, is probably the best reason of all to declutter your home. So that's the way to look at all that clutter. Ask yourself, am I holding onto someone else's blessing? If you are, then get rid of it, give it away, and then you'll not only have the wonderful feeling that you get from having less stuff weighing you down, you'll also get the great feeling that comes with doing a good deed. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Your 10 Keys to Happiness. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button to read more about this book and all the topics it covers, and you will find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. If you want to read stories from this book and our other new collections, you can sign up for our daily newsletter and get a free story in your email every day. Just go to chickensoup.com and click on the newsletter sign-up option. You can also follow me on Twitter 
where my handle is at Amy Newmark, and you'll see links to our free stories and to this podcast. And please come back for our next episode to hear five hilarious stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul to Funny. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.